This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, honey? I'm Sadi Simone. For years, I was looking for a spiritual sanctuary, but never felt like I fit into the wellness space. I was so turned off by the idea that I had to fit into what spirituality should look like or should sound like, I carved out a niche of my own. By embracing my spiritual sassy nature, I became an embodied permission slip to allow others to do the same. Spiritually sass is owning where you fall on the many spectrums of life, living in the complex gray areas between normal and nonconformist. Whether you identify as plain vanilla or sparkly rainbow gelato, my community welcomes and celebrates you in all your delicious potential. This podcast is for people longing for an avant-garde awakening. On the Spiritually Sassy Show, we're going to explore and celebrate what it means to show up in your full power, feeling fabulous, looking fabulous, and making a fabulous impact together. One guest at a time, we're revolutionizing and redefining what it means to be spiritual in today's modern world. This episode is brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. As I graduate myself, the health coaching certification has been a huge ally for me to be where I'm at today. Are you curious to learn more or thinking of kicking off a new chapter in your career? Head over to the show notes and click the link to get a delicious, massive discount of $2,000 off of your tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off if you use a payment plan. And my love, don't forget, you have to use my name as a referrer to get this epic discount. And just in case you forgot, my name is Sa De Simone. Okay, today we have such an iconic guest at the Spiritually Sassy Show. You guys, I cannot even wait. So let me go ahead and give you an intro for this legendary being. When Larea Gaston moved to Los Angeles from New York City, she was shocked by the extreme level of poverty she saw on the streets of downtown LA and immediately wanted to help. After spending some time with people in Skid Row community, Larea felt a tug at her heart and knew this was her calling. So she founded Lunch on Me. Lunch on Me is a nonprofit organization dedicated to ending starvation while providing opportunities to enrich the mind, body, and spirit of Los Angeles and New York City's homeless community. Lunch on Me feeds and serves over 10,000 plus homeless individuals and families on a monthly basis. Holy fucking shit. Bless your light. Oh my God. Larea is shifting how we address the issues of homelessness and hunger in America through nourishment and self-care. Her latest initiative is Lorea's Bodega, the first ever organic 99 cent store that's addressing food access for all. And guess what, honey? Lorea is also an author, which sounds true. Her new book comes out so soon, Love Without Reason, The Lost Art of Giving a Fuck. 
Whoa. Welcome to the Spiritually Sassy Show, honey. It's so good to have you on. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. So happy to have you on. Um, and and here's a little backstory. Um, this is so loud for me. Is this better for you? Oh, it's a little bit better for me. Is that okay for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, good. So I had been hearing about your work from a variety of people. I have been hearing about you on social media, through friends, and then... It, but it never connected for us to actually, it never happened for us to actually meet in person until yeah. when we went to the Black Lives, Lives Matter. seven year anniversary. Exactly. And it was that moment I was just like, oh my God, this bitch is a legend. I'm living for everything about you, period. You. And you are somebody who has such deep, clear connection to this like profound wisdom in, in your vocabulary, it's connection to God. In my vocabulary, it would be connection to our Buddha nature, the part of us that's already free, the part of us that's all-knowing and wise. And when you speak, I mean, I remember the first time, one of the times, other times that we connected was when we did this IG Live uh, talk during the, the, up, the, you know, the height yeah. of, the, of the movement. And you and I shared a lot of similar um, ideas and, and deep truths about like what the movement um, is, was, continues to be, and oh, what yeah. needs to be done about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to say the very least, it is truly such a fucking honor and a joy to have you on the show. And guys, you are in for a motherfucking treat because <laughs> this is the face of the revolution. Like legit, honey, this is what a spiritual leader looks like. Like, whoa. And if you could see what I'm seeing right now, honey, oh my God. <sighs> genius i love we have the tie-dye on yes we, we definitely got the memo together <laughs> that's right and tell tell me about this this dog oh this is mally mally is my unicorn bay yeah so i love her she um we always say she's palladian mm-hmm. <laughs> and what is this color oh um so her we have a, ve- a veggie dog dye for white dogs oh so it's basically God. a veggie stain yeah. and so mally is literally blue <laughs> and it's this like sort of like neon blue. It's really fucking cute. Oh yeah, my god. This is my boo. This is Mally. Oh my god. Well, thank you for everything you do, first of all. On the behalf of like, you know, the spiritual sassy community, we appreciate everything you're doing. Um so let's jump into it. Always. Yes. First question <laughs> for every guest. Who are you right now? Currently I feel like I am my teenage early twenty self. I'm I've been painting a lot. I've gotten back into the root of art for me. Mm-hmm. You know, as mm-hmm. a creative, you mm-hmm. go through different phases, doing different evolutions of your creation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've gone back to where it all started for me, which mm-hmm. was painting, drawing. And the last two, three months, I feel like turning into 2021, I've just been spending a lot of time creating. It's very mm-hmm. therapeutic. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm back to that artist who ran to art before she created the world that she lives in now. And I feel like I'm back to that little space Mm. where um, it had been my own therapy. It had Mm -hmm. been, you know, my, my guru, the places I went, I feel like a lot of the answers I needed emotionally were answered through brushstrokes, through painting. Wow. I had no idea that you had this whole, you know, artist. I mean, of course I see you as a healing artist, Mm -hmm. as someone who's, who's, uh, you know, creatively healing the world but i didn't know that you actually had this you know 
uh, impulse and urge to actually paint. And I'm sitting in your studio with all these paintings that you have done. Yeah, I'm, I'm back in that space. And it's interesting because I hadn't seen it for a while. Um, painting had been a place I had put my pain growing up. Mm. And so once I became healed, I put the brush down mm-hmm. and I started exploring the world. And I think I'm back to that space, but it looks different now mm. because I'm not painting from a hurt place. Mm. You know, I'm creating wow. from a completely healed space mm-hmm. why the world feels like it's hurting. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. maybe that's the way I'm even helping navigate with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did you get introduced or how did you know to use art as a, as a, as a healing tool? Because I do have a private student, a long-term someone, uh, an iconic artist in New York City that our whole, a lot of the work that we've been doing is to remind, reminding her of how healing the creation of art has been. It's mm-hmm. like, a, like, sh- like it's a far out, yeah. what I call the spiritual blackout that you go into. It's this, it's like a trance or flow state, whatever you want to call it. I call it the spiritual blackout because when you're painting, you're literally, you know, doing internal cleansing, purification, mm-hmm. realignment, you know, yeah. who put you onto this? Uh, my grandmother, uh, my hey. grandmother is who I call my mother. She mm-hmm. was my spiritual teacher okay. and she was a sculptor and um, a ceramic artist. Wow. So, I mean, in her back, Backyard, she would make literally pottery clay just I've watched her sculpt my whole life mm-hmm. and I, I never got into that space because she was so talented it's like mm-hmm. you don't sing if your mom's Whitney Houston <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know there's levels to it that's I was right. like I can only make so many ashtrays that's right so she's like you you're ruining my clay um so oh for me <laughs> you know <laughs> so for me um, art um I've seen it my whole life that was my grandmother's job you know Mm -hmm. she taught artists she mentored them Mm -hmm. and so I was very I've always been very connected to visual tangible art Mm -hmm. because of her and um my father that raised me even though he's in the medical field he was he was an art student that's how he got through school was all through art he painted he drew Mm -hmm. and so I I've always grown up around art it's wow. been a part of my life since I was a child. Mm. I've always done it. Mm. So it's interesting to be in this space again. It's so surreal. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody who's like, oh, I'm not an artist. I can't paint. I can't do any of this shit. That's did, for you, Saad. That's for you. That's no, for you. I think everyone is. Mm. I think that ask a child. I don't know a child who doesn't think that they're they're not Picasso. You that's know, right. I think that we just lose our imagination by allowing the world to decide who we are. Mm. And I think that we're in such a comparison space Mm -hmm. that when we think of those things, we only think of the notoriety of certain people. And we don't realize that we all have a message. Mm -hmm. We all are painters. Mm -hmm. We are all creative. Mm -hmm. I think that it's use it or lose it. So the people who aren't, it's just, it's been dormant for a while Mm -hmm. and that needs to be awakened. Mm So I just think they forgot about that mm-hmm, part. Mm-hmm. And is there like one thing you would recommend people do to sort of like reawaken that? Oh my God, paint. Like legit, get Literally some fucking paper, bitch. Everyone and, yeah. I know, any of my friends who think they aren't artists, I make all of them sit, even our team, I'm like, come paint with me. Mm-hmm. You know, when Street Fam walks in, if I'm painting, I say, grab a canvas. I believe that it just starts with exercising. That's things right. that we haven't used That's right. and it can be simple mm-hmm. but i think paint's so fun it's mm-hmm. so unforgiving and mm-hmm. it's and i think what i love about paint so much is the fact that you can't erase it 
you can paint over it, you can add to it, mm -hmm. but there is nothing you can take away. Mm -hmm. And I love that about it because isn't that our life? Mm -hmm. Let us have all that we've been. Mm -hmm. And so I think that everyone should be in that space. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are in this studio long enough, you'll be painting too. That's right. You know, I, I just, I think that we, I think we should all partake in those joys. Mm -hmm. I've never met someone who says, I hate painting. That's right. You know, I haven't, you mm -hmm. know, if, and if it is, we have to revisit that relationship. That's right. <laughs> and there's a variety of things you can do with, within the mm -hmm. art space, you know? And I love how you open this, like, bring your pain to the art. Mm -hmm. Like, transform your pain into art. Like, I, I speak to this very often, like, you know, realize the poison that's poisoning your mind. Yes. Realize the weed that's growing in the garden of your mind. And then how are you going to, to move this out of your system? Mm -hmm. How are you going to be with it, not become it? And being with it, it could be creating art. It could be dancing. It could yeah, be movement. You have to you have to transmit everything, right? Mm. And I think that mm. that was what was so healthy about mm. how I chose to deal with my pain was I didn't focus on what I couldn't control. I focused on what I could. Mm -hmm. And I could control what I decided to express. Mm. If you are angry, mm. be aggressive when you mm -hmm. paint. You know, sing a song. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel that those are outlets. I think those are gifts. I think that's how we communicate with heaven. Mm. You know, I think that is the, the middleman mm. to heaven. Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And so why not do it? You know, it's, it's so fun. You know, I just I think that everyone should do that. It's therapeutic. I mm -hmm. think that we have to get back to our child ways, you know, because no mm -hmm. one's older than eight mm -mm. at all. I mean, honey, don't even open that door for me. Like the shit that I'm, you know, the stuff that I'm constantly putting out there. One thing, it's funny because one thing I see people Googling a lot about me, they say, Sadie Simone's age. <clears throat> it's one of the first thing that comes up. People are so curious to know, like, how can this guy be so silly and so wise at the same time? You know, he must be this age. But I'm like, yo, it's pointless. It's like. You've lived all your hours and days. <laughs> That's what it is. That's literally like. Full. Yeah. You, you've lived yeah. full days. That's right. Those Presence. moments didn't pass that's right you by. You know, and that's yeah. what the difference i yeah. feel like so many people i mean we can't measure age in that way it's how we're using whatever time we're given mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that that really does make the difference and to be connected to that is so beautiful mm -hmm. I love that you said lived full because the other day I was reflecting on a piece of content that I want to create and it was something to the degree that like, wow, I think I've spent, there was a, there was a long period of time from like 19 to 21 and then like another big block of time that I have no memories mm -hmm. because I was so intoxicated, not only drunk and high, but intoxicated in my pain, ruminating the past, worrying about the future, never present. And because of my inability to be present, I couldn't, you know, create memory, you know, couldn't like actualize the memories or like store them in a way that I could remember them. Oh, anything that I have from that time is, it's painful stuff. Yeah. And no, like, Oh my God, that breakfast with pancakes and that friend, that thing we laughed about or that song that we loved. It's like, wow, those periods of time, because I was so intoxicated in my pain and suffering, I don't have recollection. And that's mm -hmm. sad to think about it, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I've been there just in even spaces of trauma, right? Trauma does that too. Our, our minds almost do that to protect us mm -hmm. for some of the things we, but that's, that's where we take control. That's the part is we don't, we don't have control over the series of events that happen in our lives, but we do have control of how we show up for our life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the difference is 
we can all go through pain, but don't let it be your prison. Mm. You know, don't let it stop you for showing mm. up for you. Mm. And I think that's the liberation. I think that's the self-love protest is when you decide to take control over your life and how you're showing up for it mm -hmm. and deciding, yes, we go through pain, but you get, you can smile. Even if it was a day full of tears, mm -hmm. find something to smile about, mm -hmm. find a way to create some type of joy because you deserve it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the showing up for it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I remember you saying that find a, find a space throughout your day to, to gift a smile mm -hmm. to yourself and to others. I remember mm -hmm. that so clearly because that's so embedded in like my, my, you know, everything that I put forth, it's mm -hmm. to remind people to smile and spirituality should be joyful and capital S honey should be yes. joyful. Mm -hmm. If you're smiling more, you're progressing spiritually. Yeah. How did you get to this place of being so fucking wise? Like, did you have a rock bottom? You know, because um, for me, oof. it was it was like leaving the fashion industry, the betrayal of my friends buying me out, and then, you know, going to the holes of depression and addiction and all, all the shit. Mm -hmm. And then the urgency came because I, I, I was able to release the suicidal thoughts. And then the urgency to share with others came from that. Like, and I think a lot of people enter the spiritual path one of two reasons. One, they have a lot of privilege, so they have the time and space and the money to study, travel, whatever. Other people um, enter because of desperation, because they're, you know, they're the low, low. And it's like the only way from the low, low is to crawl the fuck back up, honey. Literally. <laughs> and I feel like I had had so many lows in my life. And okay. I think that's the thing is, like, I did. I had a very, very challenging life very young. I went through a lot of things that... I feel what made me, the difference is I got, I got knocked down a million times, but I kept standing up. Mm. And I think it was so deeply ingrained in my faith and trust in life mm. and the universe and God and, mm. and whatever was navigating with me. But I felt that way since I was a child. Oh, wow. And I think that that's why my battle started so young, because I had a clear understanding very, very young. Mm -hmm. And I think that as time went on, I found the language and words. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I knew. I mm -hmm. think I was tapped into that internal knowing. Because even when I was struggling, I think I never came from a, a victimized space. Mm -hmm. I always came from, uh, there's something here. Mm -hmm. And I always looked at life as such a gift. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was the clear perception. Because even when I had challenges, I would just, it was, I couldn't complain. Wow. I had life. Mm -hmm. And maybe because I, you know, the first person I'd ever seen buried, I was in third grade, you know, a, wow. a, a classmate. Wow. And so, so things like that where very young I had seen that life isn't promised to anyone. Mm -hmm. And it's not about how much time, it's what we do with it. And mm -hmm. I think that understanding very deep mm -hmm. spiritual things very young through direct experiences made me take the blows mm -hmm. and get mm -hmm. back up and mm -hmm. try again. Mm -hmm. And I just kept showing up for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that my gift was I had no one else to show up for me. Mm. And so even at a very young age, so I showed up for myself because that's all I had. Mm -hmm. And I think that as time went on, I started to realize these were just part of my spiritual growth. You know, mm -hmm. nothing's for nothing. Mm -hmm. Every every part of it will be used. Mm. And I think that when I realized that was when I was like, no, I even at rock bottom, I got up, I cried, and I still kept going. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't give up. Life was too precious to me. And I think maybe that was my foundation is I knew life was precious. Mm. And I knew this was a gift. Mm. I knew it mm, from, day so from day one. That is so beautiful. From day one. 
from day one. And but do you think there was like one, you know, like catalyst moment that sort of like pivoted everything for you? There was a catalyst moment um, when I was homeless and mm. I was living in my car. And um, it was one of the last days I had, um, my counts were negative and I had, um, I had sat with God and I prayed and I had gotten this very, very interesting answer mm, mm. because my account was negative. I only had enough money for a couple of days in a motel and I had heard very clearly go look for an apartment <laughs> and I was so broken that it gave me something to do. So I went and did it. I, you know, I, I followed through my brokenness. And I looked for an apartment. In like two days, I found one. Um, on the third day, mm. I, um, the apartment called me back. You know, I was approved, but I didn't have any money because I'd been homeless and I had just made my account negative yeah. to be able to pay for a, mm -hmm. a motel. And on the fourth day, I was praying again. I was like, I need another answer because I had, it was literally it was a situation where I was by myself. I had no one. So I just talked to God. I saw mm -hmm. whoever would listen. And at That's that right. time, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. my prayer. <laughs> and so I was in that meditation. You know, to me, yeah. I always say that praying is venting to God. Meditating is hearing the answers. So Ooh. I would vent, then I would hear the answers. Ooh. And so, and so I was doing that. And then God said, look into your account. And so I, and I did this four times and maybe, and I'll never forget, maybe I'm crazy mm -hmm. because I'm in my car and I'm just like sitting there cause I have time to spare. And I look in my account, no money. I look in my account again, still negative. Same. The fourth time I looked into my account, $20,000 had been deposited into what my account. The and fuck? This was, Oh my God. This yes. was the, this is the turning point for me when it came to, never questioning the radical moves that I've been guided to. And so <sighs> in that moment, when I say I was shaking, I closed my account, I opened it. I kept looking because I'm like, this isn't real. Because my account was just negative two seconds ago and I just looked at it four times. Long story short, I see it. I go to the bank and I just pull the money out because I'm so scared. <laughs> I pull it all out. Because <laughs> I'm like, just in case they made a mistake. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know at the time where it come from. Okay. And so I pull it out and I had gotten the call. When I tell you within seeing the money and getting the call for the proof for the apartment was within an hour, I went from having no place to go to not being homeless and having enough rent for six months. And it was literally me being still with God because things were working outside of what I was doing. Oh my God. And I think I was maybe night, maybe 20. And in that moment, because I was crying, that was the moment I had hit rock bottoms before, but that was the moment I didn't question what God would do and how the universe self organizes. And that was the first time I realized it was bigger than my struggle and there was a view I could not see. Mm. And so I only needed to see what was in front of me mm. and to know everything would work out and there was a season for everything. And in that moment, I cried and I said, God, I'll never question you again. I won't even be afraid to be in space because I was crying and I was afraid to be homeless again. That was my third time being homeless and none of them were my fault mm -hmm. because those were lessons. But the lesson was trust. I have to, doesn't matter what the world looks like, anyone, whatever you go through, you have to trust that there is some greater thing cheering for you. Mm. And that's what I realized, that 
the whole importance of life and everything that exists, I had realized I was a microcosm of what was really going on because how life was precious to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our lives were precious to God and mm. the all-encompassing mm. so that there was something loving and hugging and nourishing us mm. in every season. And that changed everything for me because from a spiritual place, I knew things were organizing without me. I just wow. needed to join mm. in the bigger picture. Mm. And that changed me because mm. I was so afraid to not have stability, mm-hmm. to be alone, mm-hmm. to be without a place. Mm-hmm. You know, I had become homeless and I had been feeding homeless people before. So to even be in that space, I was scared to be there. Mm-hmm. And I was also the person that was empathetic. So it was always like, how could I end up in this space? And I'm the only person that stops and speaks to everyone. But maybe mm-hmm. that's what I needed to understand was look how important this is. Holy fuck. And so that was my turning point. Mm-hmm. Of spirituality, Mm -hmm. of not questioning it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That turning point, when you were asking about the turning point of my spirituality, Mm -hmm. I'd always known, I'd always had a concept of something, but the difference was that was a tangible moment that was supernatural because even that happening, and Mm -hmm. later I found out why the $20,000 were put in my account, but even in that moment, someone had put that in my account that I had met once. And, and, and spiritually, I'd realized that everything is a collaboration, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything. And that specific moment, the collaboration was we go through certain spaces and we will elevate if we trust. There are other spaces. It's a season for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So we can't discount the hardship because it's important. Mm-hmm. It's vital. We don't grow, grow in comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's what we needed to understand. Mm-hmm. And I needed to be uncomfortable so that I could take authority over my insecurities, over my idea of control and to be able to walk, you know, in, in a, in a, in a trusting space and to surrender. Mm-hmm. And, and I had no choice. Mm-hmm. I had no choice. And that space showed me the outcome, no matter how you show up for it, there's still an outcome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I sat and I listened and it was a radical moment and my life changed because I believe that's what God was here to do. Give us a grace. Mm-hmm. I think there's a grace that comes from just the artistry of life. Like, mm-hmm. look at this experience. Mm-hmm. I think this is absolutely. I know. This is legit. This is beyond. It's like, I cry every day and I say that because I'm like, this is powerful. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is look around, mm-hmm. seeing each other, all mm-hmm. these stars, and we're sitting here talking mm-hmm. in this moment. These billions of people and these spirits and souls that have existed, and we're here now in this moment. And we might be somewhere else some, uh, soon. You That's know, you, right. you never know. And it's beautiful, all of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that to me was it just showed me something and it made me walk different. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I really was in contact with our highest space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, out of the hysteria, out mm-hmm. of the insecurity, out of all the things that keep us from us. That's right. I have a question though. Mm-hmm. It's like from Buddhist philosophy, in order for us to create the, the, the opportunities, for us to even see these opportunities, mm-hmm. for us to even create the, the, the opportunity for a friend that you met once to deposit $20,000 in your account, the time that you're desperate, for these opportunities to happen, for these perfect causes and conditions to happen, for these incredible consequences to happen, 
we have to actively be working in our internal world. Mm-hmm. Would you agree to that? 100%. Okay. We have to show up. That's right. So, so from that place, you're homeless, but you're still feeding the homeless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, absolutely. So this is, guys, you guys are listening. This is the most important thing I need you to understand. It's like, it doesn't matter how low of a place you're in. There's always a still a, a, a slight, a, a bit of energy inside of you that you can access the altruistic fire within you and multiply the altruistic fire to access wisdom and go be of service, mm-hmm. you know? So what we're saying here, it, it sort of supports both both yeah. different kinds of lineages and different studies, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think because we we become so dependent on our value being tangible, mm-hmm. money, things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and even with me, I had realized no matter where I was at, I had something to give. There's never a time, and I think that is the higher thinking. There is never a moment or season in our life that we don't have to give. Mm, and that's the this difference. This is so fucking big. Keep going. Slay, honey. And, and, and the difference is... I wasn't comparing my gifts to my resources. Wow. My gift was life. Mm-hmm. We, we, that is the biggest gift that we have. When we get to encounter one another, that is a gift. Mm-hmm. Because what is this without those encounters? Mm-hmm. And so to me, just that life was the gift of I don't have. There's been no time. When I first started feeding the homeless, I was 14 years old. Like I didn't have anything, mm-hmm. but I did. I had everything mm-hmm. because I had the clear sense mm-hmm. that all whatever I had, it would be given away. Mm-hmm. But even our souls, our bodies, everything, everything is a gift and it's given at some space and time. Mm-hmm. But let's be that giver mm-hmm. in all seasons. And mm-hmm. I always, it didn't matter. And even when I learned is no matter what I have, I, w- I would give it all away. And because at the end of the day, Khalid Gibran says that in another season, everything we have will become our inheritors. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, you know? So why wait till that season? Why not give now? Mm-hmm. Why not give everything? And sometimes time, time is valuable. How many kids that come from privilege wish that their parents that gave them everything would have gave them a little bit of time? Mm-hmm. Food. Mm-hmm. For the person who's hungry, mm-hmm. bread means something mm-hmm. powerful and profound. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that bread is nourishment. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes a child who has no food but has a hug from a parent feeds them. Mm-hmm. There are so many different spaces we can give mm-hmm. of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not just money. And mm-hmm. I think we connect this value, mm-hmm. even impact. Mm-hmm. People that I know with the most money always talk about how much they're donating and they measure that as the impact. Mm-hmm. But you didn't show up one day. You didn't even issue the check yourself. Mm-hmm. Your energy, your love mm-hmm. isn't put into it. That's right. Opposed to, to the homeless man that gave me a dollar. Mm-hmm. Because that's all he had. And the meal was important, but he had to give something. Mm-hmm. Even people who are homeless give. Mm. And I don't think people realize that. I have mm. received more from the homeless community than I have anyone else. Wow. People who only own what's on them have found ways. In my car right now, I literally have a, a aluminum flower that a guy made out of a piece of aluminum he had from his food. He made me a flower out of it wow. just to give me something. Mm-hmm. And And... It wasn't about the gift. It was the energy and the intention. That's right. Energy and intention is the gift. Mm -hmm. It's not what we choose for it to be tangible or visible, but it's that that that's given in that space Mm -hmm. where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And that changes everything 
all of us can give. Mm -hmm. Even if we're struggling with addiction or or depression, every person I know that's depressed, the first thing I tell them is, let me take you to Skid Row. That's right. To one of the most... That's right. That's what get me out of it. That's literally... Because it changes yeah. everything. Yeah. Because one of my gurus appeared in a vision and mm -hmm. said, bitch, go serve. And I was like, <laughs> I can't. I have nothing to give. She's like, bitch, go serve. Mm -hmm. Guarantee you're going to get out of this room. You want to be free of suicidal thoughts? Go serve. And I was like, I don't want to go. I'm so hooked in my pain, my mm -hmm. story, my trauma, my this, my this. It's like, girl, shift the me mm -hmm. to the we and healing will happen. Mm -hmm. Just Boom. the presence, Boom. being Boom. present, right? Boom. Just, just Immediately. showing up. Yeah. Immediately I've had shift. friends, the moment, and they come and everything changes. And it's like, you came here and you didn't realize the people who are in the most material need gave you everything you needed spiritually. Mm -hmm. They healed you. The doctors couldn't do that, mm -hmm. the, you know, because mm -hmm. it's an energy and it's a collectiveness that has to happen through our unity. That's right. What is this experience without each other? I'm saying, honey, you mm, know, yeah. imagine if one person had the whole world and they were alone. Oh, there'd be so, they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. So let me ask you this just for, for, for strategic, uh, thinking here. Mm hmm we, in Buddhist philosophy, we talk about accumulation of merit. So it's service orientation, mm -hmm. right? Same thing for you. So we do the service and then, and you spoke from, from serving, then you went to prayer and from prayer, you went to meditation for meditation. Then you like, can you give us the sort of the trajectory and you use the word surrender and you use the word trust. Can you sort of dismystify a little mm -hmm. bit more of that? Because yeah. when I hear the word trust and surrender, surrender most of you I, I, I like oh, gag a little bit yeah because yeah. when it comes from this love and light community no, i'm no, like no. surrender i'm like bitch shut the fuck yeah. up honey. <laughs> no 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 there's take your love and it. light take yeah. your love and light mm -mm. and your fucking surrender shove it up your ass no no, no okay? i agree with no lube mm -mm. yeah <laughs> no i agree you know with you 100 because I mean? like that is yeah, the yeah. biggest bs for mm -hmm. someone who's in pain to hear oh no uh, but 100%. i know you're not speaking to that so no, no, that's no. why i need you to dismantle yeah so so for me so the surrender is a lot of times when we deal with depression and anxiety, it's because we try to control the things that are out of our control. Mm. So when we surrender, not surrendering our power, what we're doing is surrendering and knowing that everything is going to work out. Oof. It's surrendering to the collective mm. energy of spirit. Mm. So that surrender is mm. you are trying to control the things out of your control and the things that are, you're missing the mark. Mm. So you're My fighting God. the battle that's not your battle. <laughs> that's right. So the surrender is knowing your place mm. in it. Mm. The surrender is I'm not going to fight mm. my, my the accountability. My anxiety is coming mm -hmm. from I want to control something I have no control mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. Like COVID, right? Mm. Like people are having anxiety because they're trying to control something that's here to teach us something. That's right. But you can control how loving you are to people around you or your neighbor or someone at the store who you're yelling at for being six feet, not six feet from you. Like the surrender is the control that we're trying to fight. That's a battle that's not ours. So it's when you surrender, you get into alignment and into the position that is your power and space. Mm. So that's what I think of when I, when I refer to mm. surrendering, mm. that's what the surrendering is. Mm. And mm -hmm. the trust mm -hmm. is just like Buddhist philosophy, you know everything, right? Mm -hmm. we, we have to activate what we know. Mm -hmm. The trust is trusting what we know. Mm. And that's what I trust. Oof. 
It's trusting that knowing. Mm, my God. How often we say no to that knowing, right? Yes. That's, it's like we it's have. It's too inspired. It's too all-knowing. It's too far out. It's too mm-hmm. fierce. It it's supersedes too- logic. We can't read our way into yeah. it. There's enough spiritual jargon in this world for us to live another, you know what I mean? Another mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. All, we're not in the age of collecting information anymore. Mm-hmm. We're there, mm-hmm. you know? So now it's like, how are we applying our infinite knowledge? That's right. How are we activating it? The That's trust right. is, I trust my ancient being. Mm-hmm. I trust mm-hmm. that all that I need is here mm-hmm. and anything outside of that i've hallucinated mm-hmm. but that's oh the God. real accountability mm-hmm. you know wow we have everything mm-hmm. that we need mm-hmm. and i trust that everything i will ever need minute by minute will show up mm-hmm. and if it's not there it was not needed in that moment there's a season for it mm-hmm. that's the surrender that's falling in alignment and i think that's the true connection mm-hmm. because then you're really connected to the whole thing Mm-hmm. Not our small micro universe that That's we right. decide, yeah. but the all encompassing. We're That's doing right. this together. That's right. Oh That's my God. the trust. That's beautiful. That's the surrender. Okay. Not the yeah. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not the dryer sheet. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like the, don't, honey. No, don't no, like. No. Yeah, I'm just Absolutely literally, I'm like no. no. So the the this this awakefulness, yes. this surrender, this trust. Let's uh, let's now enter into the creative muse, mm-hmm. accessing the creative muse. You've created so many things in your life in such yeah. a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, because I would say that the you have access to the creative muse. You have mm-hmm. access to God in your mm-hmm. vocabulary. You have access to your Buddha nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the creative muse is that part of us that's like the creative genius that mm-hmm. sees beyond logic. That mm-hmm. it just lives, it speaks in a way that's it's so beyond inspiring that you're like, bitch, I ain't listening to you. You don't crack. But yeah, that leaning into that more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you activate a creative muse regularly? Well, for me personally, the the reason I stay in alignment because I always feel like it's an alignment, right? That's I, right. I think that. The muse is awake yes. when you're in alignment. Exactly. You know? She's dancing. She's singing. Absolutely. She's creating poetry. She's painting keeping the that, walls. Keeping yeah. that, that When you are in going. alignment. That's right. You know what? I What I have to do is, for me, one of the first things I have to do is when I wake up, I, I'm not one of those people who can just grab my phone. Mm-hmm. I have to check in with my spirit. Mm-hmm. I have to check in with my alignment where mm-hmm. I'm at. Okay. That's where I start. Oof. Speak to this, honey, please. And another thing that I have to do to keep me in alignment, I can't live on social media i have to intentionally feed my mind Mm -hmm. with the things that i want my life to be and for me it's a spiritual being it is infinite truth so every day i have to find a message and i'll go on it's intentional right like i can't just go on instagram and scroll all day Mm -hmm, i can't do mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. i can't do that because i don't have control over what i'm consuming Mm-hmm. you know second by second so i have to start my day I and mean, usually i do it from my showering space right like i have to find something i want to listen to whether it's khalid griban it doesn't whether it's oprah whoever it is you know Deepak chopra like whoever mm-hmm. i need to listen to that i really marvel at what they have to say and mm-hmm. that activates my spirit mm-hmm. i start there mm-hmm. because that to me when i'm done with gathering intentional information even this podcast you know this is something that 
aligns me with my higher self in thinking, mm. I have to start my day with that. I cannot start my day with anything else. I take authority over what I consume. Mm. And the state of the world that we're in, it will take us to a place of depression and anxiety and pain. Mm -hmm. I can't start my day that way. That's right. So when I start in that alignment, the mo and that's accountability. I wake up, I get into that alignment, then everything that happens from that day it can't shift me because I started my day sturdy. Mm. I didn't turn over and scroll and see something negative. Mm -hmm. I have to start my day checking with my spirit and listen to something uplifting just to activate and remind myself. It's a daily thing. Mm -hmm. Spiritual teachings, that it, it's like exercise. It's like anything you do. That's right. You have to keep doing it that's right you don't get to you don't get to the mountaintop and stop mm -hmm. you know it's always going to change and evolve and shift and mm -hmm. so i have to start my day that way and i think another thing that helped me get to that space it's easy to be aligned with your muse when your environment is also supporting healthy growth and thinking mm. i'm very mindful of the people in my life and who I spend my time with mm -hmm. and who I, cause that's a gift. That's mm -hmm. part of the gifts are time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Toxic people. I'm okay with divorcing people. I'm okay with divorcing toxic thoughts and, and negative spaces. I can't be in those spaces, mm -hmm. you know, because it's taxing. Mm -hmm. So I take a lot of authority of how I show up, where I show up minute by minute, step by step. I don't do things just out of habit. Mm -hmm. I have to break that up. And I think mm -hmm. that helps a lot because Beautiful. internet, that's mm -hmm. a constant thing for us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We can get on, we can, mm -hmm. I have to always take authority of what I'm doing. I can't mindlessly scroll. I have to take more authority over my mind in that mm -hmm. way. So to stay in alignment, I have to order my steps. Mm -hmm. Epic. Oh my God. <laughs> this is so juicy and delicious and amazing. And for someone who's struggling with depression and anxiety, what would you recommend to them to start? Well, the first thing I tell anyone with anxiety is to breathe. You have to count to 10. Mm -hmm. And I say that to you because anxiety can't come in if you didn't give it authority to. I think that we have to empower ourselves and reframe our thinking. When we allow anxiety to creep in, we've already made ourselves unempowered. You are stronger than anything. And I, I, talk, I would talk to any of it. My sister was dealing with anxiety. She, she was here a week, week ago. Something had happened. And when I tell you, I hey. had to let her know. <laughs> sit up for this one. I told her, first of all, you... Because body language, she had anxiety. She was crunched over, right? Like hunched over. And I said, first, you're going to sit with your back up and with authority, like there isn't life inside of you. Mm. We're going to start there. You're going to claim your light. Oof. No one has authority over that. Oh and you have to God. cast out anxiety because mm. you gave it permission to come. Now you have to walk it out. Mm. And we have to visualize that. This is your home. This is your temple. This is your house. You decide who you welcome in. That's right. We have to take authority. Spiritual over landlord. Those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Evict the motherfuckers, Walk honey. It out. I told my sister, no, 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 no. This, first of all, you are not giving away your power. This is not a giveaway. This is not Costco samples. You're not giving anything <laughs> away. You are going to sit up straight and you are going to decide. This is your life. This is your light. And who are you connected to? How did you get here? Mm. What is this experience? Mm. It's not time to be confused now. It's time to take authority of your life. Cast wow. your anxiety out mm -hmm. because it has no place with you if it's not positive and uplifting you. Mm -hmm. 
you have to, if you know that that's the thing that's keeping you from your highest space, from your blossoming, for your growing, cast it out. Walk it to the door and tell it it's not welcome here. It's not a welcome guest into your temple. Mm. But you have to speak that way. I do think that when we are given the power of being able to speak and have voice, that's authority. And how we speak, how we show up, the resonance in our voice. Wow. People need to talk it out. Mm-hmm. Don't be a prisoner of your silence. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people suffer in silence and Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's the big difference. Mm -hmm. They must decide for themselves Mm -hmm. and allow your anxiety a way out. Mm -hmm. You have to have authority of your life and we have to, that's the accountability. Of course, those things are real. People have those experiences, but it does come from an unempowered place Mm -hmm. because we want to control the things. Again, it goes back Mm -hmm. to what's not in control. When you have that, start with breathing and then you decide how you're going to talk to it Mm -hmm. and you decide what your day looks like. Mm -hmm. Even when something is tough, you have to take a second. And I'm sure that's the same thing when it comes to Buddhist philosophy. That's why people meditate. That's why people, the stillness, Mm -hmm. because it allows you to reset and be Mm -hmm. intentional from that moment. Period. That's the whole point is reset. It's normal to have waves of emotions to go through all these things because I'm always the person that says, welcome it because what is in front of us can be addressed. We can't face anything that we don't allow to come up. That's right. But when it comes up, you decide how you want to release it. Mm -hmm. But you have to know you have the authority and power to do so. Mm. And that's the difference. It starts with knowing your authority and your Mm. birthrights. Oof. So good. Oh, my God. And would you would you say the same thing to someone who's experiencing depression? I think when it comes to depression, my mother always said this to me. If you had, a, like, basically when it came to depression, there are no bad days. You just haven't looked hard enough. If you are suffering from depression, because I connect, I always say depression is lack of connection. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we deal with that, we aren't in our spiritual tribe. We aren't with our people. We aren't living the life that resonates with our spirit and purpose. Mm. So what's important is you have to start looking at that and finding the places. Sometimes it's, it's you have to celebrate yourself. I've learned throw yourselves parties. Throw your, when, it doesn't matter. You don't have to accomplish something big showing up for yourself mm-hmm. speaking up mm-hmm. if you're a person who's a prisoner of of speaking your truth and you always have to be in silence if you're that person celebrate your day oh my god that was hard to do but i actually got up and i, I spoke up for myself or i spoke up for someone else that's right i fed someone in need mm-hmm. celebrate yourself mm-hmm. because a lot of times when you try and find ways to bring joy into your life, depression can't live there. Mm. It can only only incubate in a space that it thrives in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it doesn't happen if you're thinking about gratitude and showing up and expressing your inner true self. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's all of us. I think we all want to give and show up and serve and be a great human being. I do believe there's goodness in all of us. That's right, me too. The problem is we get disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. And we have to find our way back. That's right. And that depression, it's like, no, boo, you just took a left turn. That's right. We're going to get you back on, you Mm -hmm. know, because, and it's a season. People need to also recognize, even in your depression, it's a moment and this will pass. Because, you know, you deal with a lot of things when it comes to suicide and things like that. We've Mm -hmm. even experienced that Mm -hmm. this past year because of COVID. And even if we deal with a day of hurt and pain and depression, This too will pass. We have to understand that life, nothing is definite. Mm -hmm. And it's a season and be okay with it being a moment. Mm -hmm. And we decide how long we want that moment to be. Mm. 
And that's the difference. It's okay you're sad. Mm-hmm. But don't stay in it. Don't ever confuse darkness as your hug. Sadness as your hug. Don't make it a home of comfort. Oof. Say that loud for everybody in the back, honey. <laughs> don't make it a place of comfort. You have to <sighs> oh say, God. I don't want. That's right. I don't want my go-to place to be sadness. Mm-hmm. I want it to be joy. Mm-hmm. But it requires you to walk towards joy. That's right. Act towards joy. Look towards joy. Express joy. Mm-hmm. That's how we get to that space. That's so how beautiful. we conquer yes. mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. we it's our birthright. That's right. We're powerful. Mm-hmm. All of us, every mm-hmm. single person mm-hmm. that even hears us, if you understand that and you've, you've dealt with that, you have to recognize within yourself that you are bigger than that moment. And oh you've been God. given the gift of life so you could even fight it. That's right. Oh, my God. This is so genius. And it reminds me of a quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, a Zen Buddhist master. He says, I'm paraphrasing, of course, he Uh says something to the degree, he's like, we're so familiar with pain and suffering that anything outside of that is is too unknown and too scary that we'd rather stay in the pain and suffering because we're so familiar. And I love what you said, like, don't mistake in this, the... The sadness, the 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 depression for for a blanket. Yeah, you and know that's what I notice. I I always tell when I see patterns within my friends and they go to that space. I'm like, you've made darkness or, or pain your home. Mm-hmm. Sadness should not be your brand. That's right. <laughs> like- <laughs> Shit, honey, you are going there, babe. It's true, that's, that's that's a look, honey. Sadness please, cannot be your brand. That's right. Yeah, I love you know? this. Oh my god, we have to we have to find the love and joy. That's it. Oh my god, can you quickly touch base on on um, coming out as queer? Oh my god. Oof. Yeah. Um, and that that will lead me to a next question, yeah. which is like feeling sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it's just my truth, right? I feel like it's, and and maybe this is for a lot of queer people. When you are so connected to spirit, it's an energy that you you're attracted to. Mm, mm, it's mm, the mm, energy, mm. and it has nothing. The show is one part of it, and I think that that's what for me it was connected to. It was always an energy that I felt, and you know, it was unorthodox growing up. You know, I grew I grew up in the church. Even though that's not my my first encounter with God was not in church, even though I grew up in the church. And and that was a difficult space to be in because I am very in alignment. I use the word God. I pray. I love all those things. But it it doesn't always come from the narrative that's projected, you Mm -hmm. know. And for me, that was my truth. Very young. You know, I was I was a teenager when I came out and. That was not easy oh because I didn't I didn't come out to a space that necessarily supported that. But I knew I couldn't live a lie. Mm-hmm. And I knew that for me, it was about energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was about, divine expression. Mm-hmm. And I had learned femininity, masculinity, it it superseded gender. Mm-hmm. It was not about gender. Mm-hmm. And I think that being so connected to that, and knowing that we all have both, but some of us ignore one side, but we all have both energies. That was, you know, that's a, that's a difficult space to be in, mm-hmm. um, especially because I feel like I feel like I am coming out every day because it's only one part of my life, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is is a lot of people don't always know my belief on it, but I just feel like it's not linear. It's not a narrow mind. 
there's no reason to put these expressions and things in a box. Mm-hmm. People should experience life how they want to mm-hmm. and the energies they want to and encounter how they want to. That's right. And for me, that's what it was. Even the expression, right? That's I, the right. idea of like gender norms. Mm-hmm. Being, you know, a woman, I can wear a dress, but I also like to do tomboy things. Mm-hmm. You know, having both energies. I love to nourish and help people and care, but I'm okay with getting dirty and playing sports. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a skydiver. I'm a kayaker. Like, mm-hmm. I like to jet ski. Like, I, do, I love to do all the things. And then I like to be pretty sometimes. That's right. Like, I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like all those things are are an expression of you. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes society likes to to, to box us in. And we don't allow the full range of all of us. And mm-hmm. I think that was the important part. Doesn't matter who you date. I, I rep, like love. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. That that we are experiencing love and we are being loving to people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it should stop in any expression. We have to love each other, show up. And even for yourself, living your truth is you protesting your own love. Mm. That's important. Let love be your protest. Mm. And it starts with not living in the shadows, Mm -hmm. finding your light, Mm -hmm. owning it, wearing it, Mm -hmm. and being unapologetic about it. Oh, say that loud, honey. You can't, you can't, you cannot live your life, and especially for, for the younger community that might not have that example at home. You have to make peace with your truth before the world knows. Make that peace oh my God. so that when you do, you're ready. Wow. You know, I, I tell mm-hmm. people, and I always tell people, you, you, no, one has, no one has the authority to know what you don't want them to know. They don't have that right to you. When you decide for yourself, be strong in your conviction, mm-hmm. know those things, mm-hmm. and you decide what, what parts you want to share with the world. But a lot of times people do it in a way and they're not ready and the world doesn't always embrace those things. That's right. But you don't need it to embrace it if you first embrace yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't need your family to accept it. As long as you accept yourself, every person that will embrace you, there might be different seasons. There Mm -hmm. might be a time where your family doesn't for a while Mm -hmm. because you have to. Mm -hmm. We all have to be connected to our own empowerment, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to living our truth. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay with rejection, with no one agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. You need to agree with you because you take you to bed at night. Oof. You look in the mirror at yourself and the life that you live. Mm -hmm. So decide for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had learned. For me, it wasn't a protest to people. It wasn't an act of rebellion. It was, I sit in my truth. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't mm-hmm. need, it doesn't always need to be announced. It, doesn't always, it, does, it never needs to be mm-hmm. denied. Mm-hmm. Oof. You know? My God, I love this so much. I'm like, <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God, this is so good. Um, <clears throat> almost last question. What makes you feel magnetic? Oof. When I start my days in alignment... By carrying out my truth and maintaining that energy until I go to sleep. Mm. Holding on to that day by day. Mm-hmm. I feel magnetic every moment I'm present. Mm. Epic. I feel like when we're not, when we when we go into that hallucination, that idea, mm-hmm. the anxiety, I feel like that's where the magnetism changes. Mm-hmm. But when you are connected, mm-hmm. both feet on the ground and present. Boom. Yes. Literally. 
on fire. Magnetic Lightning. as fuck. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my God, epic. <laughs> and last question for everyone that I ask every guest. Uh-huh. Define being spiritually sassy. What does it mean to be spiritually sassy? First, when I think of spiritually sassy, you are you are the poster child. You are the, <laughs> you are the living your truth. <laughs> and I think when you are unapologetic, it's an energy that radiates from you. Mm-hmm. And not in a way that's disrespectful to others, but in a way that says that you won't betray yourself. Mm. That's what I think of. When I think of the sassiness is, I won't betray myself or conform to what the world decides Ooh, for me. Keep the going, sassiness is you are, you are who you are and people take it or leave it, but it doesn't matter anyway because it's all of you. And I feel like to be that sassiness, it's coming from the space of boldness and fullness and authenticity. When it's you, I feel like, any person that is their whole truth, they sit in that energy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when people aren't, it's because they're keeping themselves from themselves. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference energetically because it doesn't matter what people think. And when they embrace you, it's great. Like my Angelo says, when people give you a compliment or they tear you down, don't pick it up, don't put it down. Oof. Give it no energy because you've already decided for yourself. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's not connected to people. It's connected to your being. That's right. And just and living that way. We all have the human right to live our truth and to express it. And we will connect and attract our tribe through sitting in that authenticity. Mm -hmm. We can't get to our reflection till we know what it is. Mm, We must know that. And, and, you know. And that's what I love about just even you and before learning about you and learning who you are, what you represent, who you are as a whole being, multifaceted, multidimensional. It gives people such a permission and space to be those things. You know, you walk and you are a paradox in so many different ways because you embody it all. Mm. And it's beautiful because it allows people to realize that's what a whole person looks like. Oh my God, honey! And you're an example of that. I I just you I are love too, it. Bitch. You know, I, you are it. Everyone I that comes on the show is that. I know. love that, and Thank I love you. seeing you being that. Oh just energy. God. It's just it's it's refreshing, and it's oh, shit. It's, it's so needed. So. Oh my God! Thank you so much for everything. There's so much that you've delivered today in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit! Tell us when the book comes out. Yay! My book comes out March 16th. Oh my God. So. Okay. You have a new baby. Yes. I'm, I know. That's what I said. I was like, my I was like, my <laughs> launch is going to be a baby shower. That's what I said. I was literally like, I'm going to have an area where you take a picture with your baby. I literally said that. I'm doing a baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> it really is uh it really is that i mean i remember my mom came came over um in september and i put on this like pregnant belly and i like dance and i said mom help me i'm giving birth and then it's the book <laughs> we must have been siblings in another that's life right. because i literally said my book was gonna be a baby shower i was like i'm having a baby shower then that's I right <laughs> and i sent an email to everyone in my newsletter saying i'm pregnant people were like they immediately opened up because like what the fuck <laughs> That is funny. Oh my god! Um, So March (laughs) sixteenth, and when does it go into into pre order? Uh, I it's for order now. Okay, it's already like pre orders. Okay, yes, pre order. Yeah, yeah, it's already out. 
But yes. So link will be in the link for the pre-orders will be in the show notes. What are you up to that we can support you? What else are you doing that we can uh, help you out? Oh my gosh. Um, Well, there's obviously our bodega, which we opened up a store. It's an organic 99 cent store that also has like merch and spiritual goods. And the proceeds from our store funds our programming. Mm -hmm. So our programming is not government affiliated. It's completely independent and it's all based on merch sales and Mm -hmm. things like that. So that's Mm -hmm. one place. Mm -hmm. Anyone get their little love without reason shirt? Yes. I got a hoodie. Oh my God. I got a hat. (laughs) I got a mug. And I, uh, what else did I get? I feel like I got one more thing. What did you get? Mug, hoodie, you did, Mug, you did. Oh, socks, socks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And by the way, this is not that typical sort of like cute little Marcel. This is like the real high vision shit, honey. I'm like, damn, honey, this is a whole fucking world here. Yes. Works. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah. Thank you so much, and thank you for just sharing your community with me and just allowing us to to share our message as well. Thank you for sharing space. Of course. You're refreshing. I, I'm as inspired as everyone else just oh my by God. you and your vision and what oh, you do. Babe, thank you so much. And <laughs> truly such an honor. You know, you're literally, you embody, like you embody, you're not a guide that is like, has this like intellectual uh, understanding you have actualized the knowing and it's literally it, it, it oozes out of your pores when you speak it's Thank literally you. like it's embodied wisdom and i think in a space of 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 compulsive um consume uh consumption compulsive consumption of spiritual knowledge and people becoming really smart at being spiritual there is this big gap on becoming actually embodied with wisdom and that is a big problem that we have you can cheat education you can't cheat experience that oh honey (laughs) and and that's the truth the spiritual jargon isn't enough that's right walking the walk it's and it's through experience that's right i feel like that's right my teacher had been life my teacher mm-hmm. had been jumping, mm-hmm. taking chances, falling, That's getting right. back up. Those yeah. are my teachers. The getting back up, that is the teacher. Oh, honey. You know, yeah. and, and leaping and not being afraid. That's right. You know, make a thousand mistakes, just not the same one twice. Ooh, that's good, honey. <laughs> I read somewhere that says, like, it's better to have an oops than, um, oh, fuck, no, I forgot. Like a, a regret, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Something like that. And I was like, oh, shit, that's so good because it's a lot of people will live until their last days and then have all this regret that they didn't do all these things. But it's like, it's better for you to try and fuck up and and and, and amend uh, and, and forgive and, and move on than to be you know, sour with mm-hmm. regret. So yeah, li- live all your days, all your hours, every oh my moment. God. That's part of the full life. Oh my God. I Wholeheartedly. Can't oh my God. That's so good guys. So let's pre-order the book. Aww, Everybody let's pre-order the book. And if you are in Los Angeles, come check out the bodega. Um, it's an amazing spot with amazing goodies and you get to meet this iconic being, honey. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for being on. Love you, honey. Thank you. Love you, too. Have a good night, guys. Bye.